Hey guys, welcome back. So this is actually a continued conversation from a previous episode. This is the Foundation of Confidence Part 2. Yeah, we're just going to hop into a brand new quick cue. Alrighty, so our quick cue is, have you become comfortable in your insecurities? I would definitely say a lot of us have and we don't even realize it. The thing about an insecurity is we go through highs and lows and extreme ways to deal with them to a point where we get comfortable with. We kind of um we've kind of just accepted that that's the way things are and so the way that we cope with them kind of becomes this safe haven. Mm. I mean, yeah, I definitely understand that. And I definitely was in a space like that, especially around my college years. Um, It's, and maybe even not so much, it's like you said, not so much that you've become comfortable with the insecurity, but you've become comfortable in the way that you cope with it. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, um, I was very insecure about, um, the fact that I was not an outgoing person, you know, um, I wasn't extroverted in any way, shape or form. (laughs) Mm. And, um, because of that, I hid from any and every opportunity to, to socialize and, I became comfortable in that, I would say. So in the last episode, I mentioned, hopefully I did actually mention it in the last episode, and it's not a piece that got cut out. But um, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because that does happen a lot. Yeah. Um, but in the last episode, I mentioned how um, I felt the need to wear makeup And it got to a point where if I didn't wear makeup, I didn't feel confident, you know? And Oh, yeah, that made it in. Yeah? Okay. We're in the clear. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I felt, like, extremely self-conscious without it. And I got really comfortable in that um, almost like the makeup was... My protection, in a sense, the makeup made me feel better. And I got really, really comfortable in that. I guess, too, just looking at it from a Christian perspective. I mean, if you think about insecurities at all, like, why are they even insecurities? So basically insecurities are things that we feel about ourselves but like i feel like they linger on and they grow and fester because ultimately we haven't given them up to the lord i remember when i was in middle school i was super self-conscious when i was in middle school and high school but it got better in high school like when i was in middle school i was super self-conscious and then in high school as well and i remember i used to pray 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 in fact (laughs) I'm almost jealous of how much of a fervent prayer 
I was in high school because I like prayed, Lord, I just, I don't want to feel like this no more. I don't feel like this no more. I don't feel like this no more. And I'd pray. And I literally can say that that is one thing that I prayed away. Mm -hmm. Like I just like would not like, it was almost like I was like, please, 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 please. Like one of those things. Mm -hmm. Because the feeling of not feeling good enough or pretty enough or like you're always going to be like on the sidelines. That feeling that you're always going to have that attached to you. And that it's just your identity. That's just the way things are. And so what you do is instead of giving it to the Lord and finding um, comfort in what he tells us and giving yourself a peace of mind that, you know, you're not going to feel like this forever. It's temporary. We find ways to cope with it. And mm-hmm. and I'm, let me um, also to clarify, there's a difference between putting up a mask and a facade and a barrier, kind of like a cloak to hide in. And then there's a difference between the Lord covering us while we're going through mm-hmm. our temporary phase. Like there is a big difference. So I don't want people to think that, so I'm not supposed to find ways to make me feel better. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying that, for instance, Ayana, your example with the makeup, you were depending on the makeup to give you that security instead of giving it to the Lord and asking him for strength. It was something that I absolutely had to do before going outside, even if I was going to the store. Um, And yeah, I definitely, definitely understand that. And we do become comfortable in the ways that that we cope. You know, we we become comfortable with the insecurity because it's like, okay, well, I have this way to cope with it, you know? And then there was something else you said um, where we get to the point of this is just who I am, you know? And that's so, so, so common. And so dangerous. Yeah. And I can speak on that from my own experience because if I, I grew up being very shy, very reserved, um, not really putting myself out there. Um, if a friendship was going to happen, you had to be the one to initiate it. <laughs> if a conversation was going to happen, you had to be the one to initiate it. Um, Thus, we are friends. <laughs> Actually, I got thrown into, into her room. <laughs> I got thrown into her room in college because my other roommate situation wasn't working out. <laughs> but um, I grew up being so shy to a point where I got to... I got to a point of being like, this is just who I am. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and like Shara said, it is extremely dangerous because if I had stayed in that mindset, I wouldn't be doing half the things I'm doing now. And if I believed that that was just who I am, uh, not even this podcast, but the job that I do now, I wouldn't have even gone and applied for this job that does a great deal of public speaking um, and facilitation. So getting comfortable in those insecurities, taking them on as just who we are, this is just a part of me, um, it can sometimes leave you stagnant. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. And when you do give those things to God, 
he begins to show you, actually, this may be the things that you've taken on or that have been put on you in some cases. Um, but in contrast, this is who I say you are. Mm. And having a relationship with God comes with the stripping away of all those things that were before, all those things that you've allowed to be who you are. <laughs> hmm. Um, unfortunately, um, when I was younger, I was not the most confident person. Not by a long shot, but Same. I remember. Yeah. Thus, we are here. <laughs> Walking in the beauty. In the sunlight of Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of times, the Lord literally has to shove us out of our insecurities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just don't have a choice. It's like we're never going to be able to get out of it. We're never going to grow. and We're never going to move forward if we don't get a little fire under our feet. I've definitely been put in that position multiple times. So for instance, I was reading Luke and specifically chapter 12, verse 15 Mm -hmm. stood out to me. Y'all already know we paraphrase like crazy on here. So don't be mad at me. But basically the bulk of that, um, that verse and chapter says that you can't live your life based on possessions, based on having things, right? And all week I've been getting that same message about not worrying about material things, not wanting or not going after more and more and more all the time, not being so worried about status. We talked about that last week as well. So we're just continuing a conversation. And y'all, that's one of my insecurities, not feeling good enough, not being good enough, not being considered successful, mm-hmm. but successful by whose definition? Others, others, right? The American dream, right? Like what is that even built on? There, there's no such thing as perfection on this earth. The only time we'll be the perfect versions of ourselves is when we get to heaven. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a Bible so, verse on that as well. Yeah, yeah. But it says that God's work in us will be complete at that time. You know, that's when the work mm-hmm. will be complete. We'll get that, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get the, the book and the chapter it came from. Y'all know the deal. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and, and I hate to take this in a direction. So I, I use this just as an example. Buying things is, is a way to, you know, fill a void that that insecurity is causing. Mm-hmm. But nothing, and we already know this to be true, nothing is going to be able to fill that void like Jesus Christ. Right. Nothing. Like, because once you fill it, what happens to that t-shirt that you bought that cost 200 bucks and you wash it it shrinks it fades <laughs> the dog chews it up the baby throws up on it right but more than that the satisfaction of it does not last and that my friends is how we lose money <laughs> Yo, you are right <laughs> about that. But um, no, seriously, that that satisfaction doesn't last. And that's why it's always, okay, what can I get next? What can I buy next? 
And I'll mm-hmm. speak for myself. That has happened for me. I'm like, I felt like <laughs> this was such a, well, no, I won't say that because some other people might have that insecurity as well. But I felt like for me, it was a little bit silly, but I felt like I needed to start dressing more like a woman. <laughs> because listen my thing my thing all through high school and college was jeans and crop tops all the way all the way but and Shar knows this I got to a point where I was like I don't feel like a woman you know I feel like I probably still look like a teenager Mm-hmm. And then there was this whole thing. I did a whole like workout journey of like working out and gaining weight, which I did pretty well. I did, I, <laughs> no, I, I gained a decent amount of weight and then I stopped doing it. I fell off and all the nice, lovely muscle weight that I gained has, has faded away. I'm not all the way back to how skinny I was, but I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close. But anyway, I did all of that. (laughs) I did all of that because I had felt like I didn't look like a woman. And then to once I was like, okay, I don't really have the time to to work out as much as I used to, but I can change my attire. And so I would like Mm -hmm. buy myself a, a set of clothes that I felt was, you know, more adult like attire that would make me look more like a more womanly, I guess. No, I feel like that's really understandable because I'm guilty of the same thing, like trying to change my wardrobe to kind of yeah. change how I, wanna, how I want people to perceive me. Right, but here's the thing. Go ahead. It didn't last. So then like two months later, I'm like, eh, you know, because the satisfaction literally does not last. And then I find myself needing to shop again. Not like I was a shopaholic or anything like that, but- the point Girl, being, I was just about to say that. I'm about to say, that's how you get shop home. <laughs> but the point being, um, when we try to cure our insecurities by buying things that make us feel better, that better feeling is so fleeting. It's so fleeting. <laughs> and then you find yourself needing to do it again. Or I, I'll say that that was the case for me. I can't speak for anyone but myself. But um, you come to find out is common when you speak to other people about certain things. Um, and something that I recently learned and something that God showed me was that if I'm seeking anything other than him, it's not ever going to last. You know? That uh, satisfaction, it's not going to last. So seeking anything outside of outside of Jesus, outside of his kingdom, the the fulfillment can be fleeting, which was something that he showed me very clearly. And um, it made me think of a verse and I'm going to pull it up as I talk so that I can give you all the specific verse because we're definitely trying to get better at that. But we all know that verse that says, seek first his kingdom and all those things will be added, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's exactly that. When you're seeking Jesus, your fulfillment is not gonna run out or- Oh yeah. Let me see, because I've Mm, yeah. I wrote it in this darn thing that I had mm. posted and I gotta 
so what i'll what i'll say is this um so i posted something like this i posted a little devotional that i had written on my um on my page on instagram basically about a time where he showed me that um seeking anything other than him might feel fulfilling for a time but then i'll find myself looking for the next thing you know i put and i'm just gonna read it here really quickly if y'all don't mind (laughs) We don't. It was a verse in John where the people started following him. And in John 138, it says, turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? And I always pay attention when Jesus asks the question because the question he asks is never for him. It's always for us. Every time he asks a question, it's not for him. It's for us. So I was wondering why. And then somewhere down towards the bottom of what I wrote, I put, looking at the question, I wondered why he would ask us this. He wants us to identify what it is that we are seeking. If you realize what you're seeking, you'll realize why you're unsatisfied. Seeking anything less than Jesus himself will never fully satisfy. Why? Because once we receive the thing we wanted, we're soon looking for the next thing. But if our greatest desire is Jesus, we're fully satisfied in him because he's constant and unchanging. So, and I'm adding in ad libs here too, because I'm, I'm speaking it as I read it. But um, when it comes to blessings or possessions or anything that, anything that he gives to us, as he places blessings in our hands, we're not looking for the next one because the fulfillment hasn't run out. The fulfillment was never in the thing that he's giving us, but our fulfillment is in him. Mm-hmm. so um let me see and then i quoted the seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be given to you as well when it's jesus that we want he can add these things or not and our satisfaction won't waver because those things are not what we're seeking it's him so hopefully that makes sense with um the example that i was giving just that nothing that we try to buy anything that we try to possess those things are never going to fully satisfy he's the only thing that can fully satisfy does that sure does that make sense what i'm saying (laughs) it makes perfect sense because again and i'm just piggybacking off of something we previously mentioned about going after things that will pass away with this earth Mm -hmm. things that are not heavenly Things that, um, as my pastor says, things that either you will leave them or they will leave you. I know there's a way to put it. (laughs) So deep. My pastor is really deep, y'all. But yeah, um, and that reminds me of a verse too that the Lord also brought me across this week, which is why this episode was much confirmation for me. Psalms one hundred seven. Verse nine says, for he satisfies, it says, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. The King James version says, for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. But same difference, right? And I needed to hear that because like I told y'all, my thing is fulfillment, right? I want to feel fulfilled. I want to be fulfilled in my home life, in my career, Just in my life in general. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. It's where you're seeking the fulfillment. Yeah, right? 
God should be consulted when all things are considered at the end of the day. Because our definition of fulfillment, right, is I want to be promoted, right? God, I want to be promoted. But from your perspective, this is going to be the best thing since sliced bread. It's going to give you money. You're going to be able to buy a house with a new car. Everything's going to be great. The Lord is looking at this job 20 years down. 20 years down, right? Actually, in the next 10 years, the company's going to file for bankruptcy. You're going to end up with no job. <laughs> and then that house you just bought is going to end up foreclosed because you can't pay the mortgage. Now, <laughs> yo, I'm sorry. That turned really dark. No, not dark. That went so left. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. He sees down the line. And I think... A lot of times we think we're looking in the future, but nobody really knows the future Mm -hmm. but the Lord. And so a lot of times if he's throwing you curveballs, it's not because he's trying to block your blessing or kick you while you're down. He's trying to help you, but you're not getting it. (laughs) So he kind of has to do the Sandman hook and like (laughs) drag drag you you back. Uh, no yeah definitely um i do also want to give the verse um about seeking the kingdom that's matthew chapter 6 verse 33 for anyone who wants to Mm -mm. who wants to go study that or y'all do not depend on anybody else to deliver your word i mean like you know we're great and online pastors and everything that's all great but like Y'all, please don't depend on us for your word. Just read and meditate and study the word for yourself. Like, go read it yourself because it will do something different in your life. But yeah, you you made a lot of good points. And how you mentioned, um, you know, we're, we're so set on wanting a certain thing, possibly it being a promotion and how God sees, God sees what we can't see. He, he sees, mm-hmm. he sees what it'll be years from now where we're just seeing the satisfaction that it'll give us now you know it makes me it makes me think of how much we can just really rest in and i feel like i say rest in a lot but (laughs) um a little bit (laughs) is there another way to say that (laughs) rest in find peace in Oh, I was going to say take comfort in. Take comfort in. Whichever phrase you want to (laughs) use. The fact that God does not withhold from us anything that we need. And so I've begun to take on this mindset of if I don't have it, I don't need it or I don't need it yet. Because the word says he withholds no good thing from us. So it makes me think of the fact that like whether I don't need it or I don't need it yet. If it's that I don't need it yet, if he's delaying something, there's a reason for him delaying it. I know that we can, I definitely can get so impatient and so frustrated when it comes to waiting for something, especially if it's something that I know he has for me because he's confirmed it. And it's just like, why can't I have it now? And quite frankly, it's because you'd ruin it if I gave it to you now. You'd fumble this thing so badly and then you'd be looking at me to fix it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But 
there's always a reason to why he is delaying something and it's always for your benefit. There's probably more growing that you need to do or there's probably discipline that needs to be instilled in you. And it's, it's, it's a way to help ease that impatience and that frustration when you find yourself in a place of, okay, God, I know this is something that you have for me. Why can't I have it now? Whether it be a promotion or a new job in general or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that's, um, but yeah, take comfort in the fact that he's God. He knows what he's doing. So if you don't have it, there's a reason. It's easier said than done, but it is something, it's something to take comfort in. I feel like we kind of strayed off the topic, but <laughs> listen, y'all, that's we what do we do that a lot. <laughs> We do do that a lot, but we were talking about insecurities and I feel like all of this is still relevant Mm -hmm. to insecurities because at the end of the day, y'all, I mean, a lot of these, these things that we feel is just time. Sometimes you just grow out of things. Yeah. And, And it's nice to like have those moments where you can look back and be like, eh, I'm good on that. I'm okay. Yeah. I have come a very far, very long way to where I can put on something and be like, "Eh, this is what I'm going to wear today because I want to and I'm comfortable with that. Definitely bringing it back to the topic at hand. (laughs) I definitely don't want it to seem like we have everything figured out. I definitely also don't want it to seem like it's just so easy to do you know just get over your insecurities come on guys give it to the lord and it shall be healed (laughs) right (laughs) because while that is a nice thought we do know that we battle some serious spiritual battles Mm -hmm. and sometimes even physical battles in this life that we live and the enemy is constantly 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 trying to take us out Mm -hmm. Even if you get over them in a general sense, I mean, you're able to go day to day without feeling how they used to make you feel. Sometimes they creep back up, right? Right. And the enemy will try to attack you. And and once, you know, the attack is kind of shot out there and it hits you, then the enemy just keeps hitting that one wound, right? Right. And it kind of makes you start to revert back into that. And, you know, it's only us reminding ourselves of what the Lord has taught us that we're going to be able to pull ourselves right back out of that trap, right? Mm -hmm. Something I wrote in my journal, actually, that piggybacks off that idea is, I'm going to read it for you guys. Don't judge me. It's my personal work. (laughs) I put confidence. The last episode of the podcast, we talked about that and what that means and what that ought to mean at least in a Christian or godly lens. But the true test is how we react when placed in a situation that requires you to exercise your faith. And I say that to mean, like, it's real easy to say like, oh, you know, I just gave it to the Lord and I feel so much better. And then you're kind of thrown into a situation where you're not expecting it to pop up. You're completely unprepared. Mm -hmm. How do you react to that? 
And I'm actually guilty. Um, something like that happened to me recently. I was telling Ayana about this party I went to. And one of my old insecurities found its way back up to the surface. I did not handle it well at all initially, but I was able to go back later on and reflect on that and just not stay in that mindset. And I think that's truly what it means to take comfort, I guess, or allow the Lord to um, comfort you in your insecurities, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when they do come back up, you're able to fight back. Right. Definitely. And you know what? You There were two things that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on, too. And the first, you talked about... um I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was something that made me think of how... <laughs> oh, that sounds bad. No, no, no. What I mean is I don't remember exactly what it was that you said that made me think of this, but I started writing notes on my phone because if I don't, I'll forget what it is I was going to say. <laughs> Y'all, we got bad memory here. We do. So. And I don't even have an excuse. It's just bad. <laughs> but there was something that you said that made me, um, that made me think of how... I had said in a previous episode, like, I know that it was the enemy because it wasn't something that I myself would think. And when it comes to battling, you mentioned spiritual warfare. When it comes to that and battling against spiritual warfare, it's so important to be able to distinguish your own voice from the enemies. That's going to be so, it's going to help you so much to to just be able to identify it as him. And once you realize it's him, I don't know if it's you, but maybe it's just me. And then I, once I realize that it's him and he's trying to come against me, then I get in like a, now hold on. <laughs> like the, so my thought is shifted from the insecurity and focused on the real problem, which is him. Mm-hmm. Because what's, what someone said once that is so true and I really like to hold on to it is that, the enemy is afraid of who he knows you are. Mm. And it's crazy to think that he can know who you are more than, I mean, before you come to that realization, he knows how powerful you are in the kingdom of God. He knows the amount of power that you have within you because you have the Holy spirit in you and making you think that you're not enough, causing you to focus on these insecurities is his main tactic to try to get you to not grow into that person that God is grooming you to be, you know? So, um, and then there was the other thing that you mentioned, Shar, um, about how sometimes the insecurities come back up. And I experienced that myself. But recently, and Shar knows about this, I had gone through this really terrible season of anxiety around work. It was so, so, so bad. And the thing is, um, I had it, I had the insecurity, um, regarding my shyness, um, feeling like I wasn't, um, outgoing or, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't an outgoing person. And my job calls for a lot of public speaking, as I've said, um, in the past and facilitation more specifically, which, um, there's a difference between the two. I won't go into all of that, but I felt like I needed more personality for, for, for facilitation. The point is I was, I've been at this job now for over two years. I started that job in August of 2019. And 
I got to a point of being comfortable with the public speaking. I had been doing it for two years. I had been in the classes doing the workshops and not comfortable to the point where it didn't still make me nervous, but comfortable to the point where I was able to get past it and still do what I needed to do. But this past summer into fall, it came back up, but it came up with a vengeance to the point where I was dealing with anxiety in a way that I had never experienced it before. Mm. And I didn't know what to call it. I kept calling it nervousness, but I'm like, this is stronger than nervousness. And I didn't want to just say anxiety because I didn't want it to be something. I didn't want it to be a term that I was using loosely for anyone who may have been experiencing it on a greater scale than I was. But it was such terrible anxiety to where my sleep was affected. I wound up starting therapy Mm. and I was breaking out in hives stress hives and it was they were hives that were popping up on my face and we for so long were trying to figure out why and it wasn't anything that I was eating or anything like that Um, we kept trying to figure out what it was and I'm like I mean I'm not eating any different than I've always been eating and I know how sometimes food can start to affect you differently later on in life but it wasn't that either and these hives were coming up daily and my mom was like, maybe it's stress hives. And my therapist too was like, you know, that could be it. And I was just like, no, because it doesn't ever happen when I'm stressed out. It would happen right when I finally start to relax, then hives would start to surface on my face. It's almost like it would start to rise up once, once I've relaxed from my day. It's really strange. It was really, and I could not figure it out. And what made me realize that it was stress hives was um when I got into therapy and I was praying about it, I was journaling, I was, I was like, I clung really close to God in that time. And I was praying about it and I was just like at my wits end, like, I cannot do this anymore. I literally can't. And when I tell you I woke up the next day with the strangest sense of peace, like after I hit my wits, wits, wits end, like, this is mm. it. I literally cannot go any further. The next day I woke up with the craziest sense of peace. No absence of all the things that were stressing me out. The strangest sense of peace. And um, what made me realize that it was stress hives was um, because the hives stopped. You know, they stopped once that peace came. But every now and then when I would get stressed since then, hives would show back up and that's what made me realize okay this is stress related because when I did take my focus off of God or when I did like you know not embrace the peace and focus more so on the circumstance and allow it to spin me out of control that's when the hives would come up again Mm. so since then I haven't had hives but when I do get really 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 wound up they show back up again I mean, and I noticed you said, you know, when you, that comment you made about when you stopped focusing on God and you start focusing more on the actual stress Mm -hmm. of work, that's when the highs would show up. And it reminds me of when Peter was walking across the water Mm -hmm. and he's reaching out for Jesus or whatever. And he's walking, he's walking on the water, 
But then he starts looking around at the situation like, oh my gosh, there's really a storm out here and I'm walking on water. And then it's he, that's when he begins to sink. Mm-hmm. And um, I think to losing that focus always invites the enemy to kind of just, to kind of just pull us back in and drag us and keep us deeper, deeper in. Yeah. In our insecurities. And in our fear. Yeah, definitely. And once I once I left that opening, like you said, he sure did mm-hmm. come in and just like just walk right in. Cause I was like, I don't understand where all of this is coming from. I've been doing this job for two years. <laughs> like or at that mm. point it was almost two years. And I'm just like and it was every kind of just comparing myself to the other people in my program. Like you don't have the personality that this girl has you don't have the organization that this girl has you don't have the like just pointing out so many things and just continuing to bury me under all these comparisons and that was like a really really hard time like yeah it was a really but like you said though this is something that you'd been dealing with for a while though so the example that I made earlier, it's not like it's not like it's something that just goes away overnight. You know what I mean? Right. You just become more comfortable with uh, bringing it to the Lord, and I and so now you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because um, it was it was um, and I brought it up because of um something that you said earlier, where it's like you you've been able to overcome the insecurity but it it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's completely gone it it comes back sometimes yeah and i think when it came back that time it was the fact that i didn't see it coming and i also i didn't see it for what it was i didn't see it as spiritual warfare so he just took it and ran with it let me tell you Cause, and I, I actually was counting the time of how long I was getting hives consistently every single day. Like literally a day did not pass without me getting hives. And it was over six weeks, y'all. Oh my God. It was over six weeks of hives showing up on my face every single day and me just having this crazy, amount of anxiety i guess um built up within me and once i decided to do something about it seeking out therapy and then bringing it to god as well that's when i was able to 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 come out of that that state cuz it's it's not a fun state to be in and mm. going back to what i mentioned about um being able to 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 see the enemy's tactics it's it's so important because once you see it for what it is you know how to deal with it and it's not even that you have to deal with it you literally just have to call on god mm. going back to your comment about seeing it for what it is and i think a lot of us um don't even realize we're being attacked right don't even realize we're experiencing these things until it gets to a point where it's 
um, showing up in extreme cases or even in your case, manifesting itself in a physical sense. And that's why it's just so important. The little things, just the little ticks, the little feelings of uncomfortability is that's even a word. I think I just made that up. <laughs> uncomfortability. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Probably we make not, up words be a word today. on this podcast <laughs> too. I already told y'all about my brain. So listen. But yeah, getting to to where you feel those certain feelings. Mm-hmm. I think in the early stages of it, that is the time to take it to the Lord. You know what I mean? Like that is going to be pivotal before it turns into something and before it ends up kind of forming a life of its own, right? Because these insecurities will do that. They will literally take on a life of their own and fester out of control. And dare I say, some of them kind of enable us to be like shells of our former selves Mm -hmm. or vice versa, never really grow into who we're meant to be. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Rather than finding a way for us to deal with the insecurities ourselves, Instead of coming up with coping mechanisms ourselves. Um, yeah, that's good. Praying and asking how to deal with it. The Lord tells us to cast our burdens onto him. Mm-hmm. And that's what we ought to be doing daily. It's not a one and done thing, right? It's not. You don't come across one boulder once in a blue moon. I'm sure there are many boulders. Nope. Just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. And I mean, the thing with, so when it comes to struggling with insecurities, like Shar said earlier, it's definitely, it's not so easy to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, give it to God. But when we talk about giving them to him as opposed to dealing with it ourselves. Dealing with it ourselves comes with figuring out different coping mechanisms, you know, typically things that we feel like we've got to keep up with or, you know, things that sometimes begin to wear on, begin to wear on us, begin to wear on ourselves. Mm. But when we pray about our insecurities and when we pray and we ask him, how to overcome these things. What's beautiful about the difference between um his solution and ours is that his is not going to be like a quick fix because quick fixes need to be done again at some point. Kind of like how mm. we were saying earlier, you know, mm. the satisfaction so is true. fleeting and then we find ourselves needing to do whatever it is again. So what he gives us is something that is going to sustain us. Yes, that insecurity might try to resurface in the future, but now you have something more concrete. You have a better foundation to stand on. Amen. Amen. Y'all, thank you for coming again one more time to the sanctuary. Sign off. (laughs) Until next week. (laughs) Y'all know the deal. Comment. Let us know what you guys think about this episode on all our social media. And if you like us so far, don't hesitate to give us a rating on whatever platform that you listen to. We would really appreciate it. True. <laughs> Peace.